0: You're listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 151, Thought Patterns That Keep Moms Stuck, part one. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Can you believe it's already the end of June? What? The summer is flying by. By the time you hear this, the more Mama summer camp will have started, and I'm super excited to help those mamas focus on themselves and their self-care this summer. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to say a quick thank you to those of you who reached out and asked me about my dad. I'll give you a little update, which is basically not much has changed. He's back at home with round-the-clock care because he's still in the same amount of pain as before he went into the hospital. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, he'll have gotten an epidural and will be feeling a little bit more comfortable but it's been a really rough week trying to coordinate with doctors and social workers and caregivers. I'm just really grateful that he has the support he has. And like I said, I'm really hoping that the epidural gives him some relief for the time being as we seek to treat the root of the problem. So today I want to talk about five thought patterns that keep moms stuck. And there are more than five. So next week, I'm going to go over the others in part two. I like to keep these episodes fairly short and easy to digest, so we'll start with five of the more common ones today. In psychology, these thought patterns are known as cognitive distortions and were first identified by early cognitive behavioral therapists Aaron Beck and David Burns, and then made more widely known in Burns' book, Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy. A cognitive distortion is what it sounds like. It's a distorted or irrational thought pattern that causes someone to perceive reality inaccurately and therefore causes problems. Because as we know, thoughts cause feelings, which drive actions, which create results. So if your thinking is faulty, it's not likely that you're going to get the results you want. Let me give you these five examples so you can understand what I'm talking about and see if you recognize any of these thinking patterns in yourself. It's sometimes hard to identify your own thinking patterns, right? It's a lot easier to spot them in other people, but most of us do have all of these patterns from time to time to a greater or lesser degree. The first one is called polarized thinking. It's also known as all or nothing thinking or black and white thinking. This thought pattern is at the heart of perfectionism, depression, and performance anxiety. People who have an all-or-nothing mentality believe that they're either a total success or a total failure. They see people and situations as all good or all bad. They want to do things perfectly or not at all. They use the words always and never a lot. They see things as either or. Either I take care of my kids or I take care of me. Either I do it 100% or I don't even bother. Everything is black or white with no shades of gray. So how does this kind of thinking impact you as a mom? All or nothing thinking creates feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, resentment, and pressure, which can lead to procrastination or failure to accomplish your goals, shaming yourself and your kids, and having a very skewed view of the world and the possibilities available to you. For example, if I thought that my podcast had to be 100% perfect or I couldn't put it out into the world, I wouldn't have a podcast. I know that something is better than nothing when it comes to putting my ideas into the world to help moms. Do my podcasts cover every single detail of every topic? No. Do I sometimes leave something out or wish I'd said something a different way? Sure. But I know it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's something. This is where the 50-50 concept can also be helpful. Life is 50% positive, 50% negative. There's a balance, right? It's not either or, it's both and. You can take care of your kids and take care of yourself. You can have a fulfilling career and a fulfilling family life. You can overcook the vegetables and still have a delicious dinner. The whole meal isn't ruined. You don't have to throw it all away. People aren't all good or all bad. They're both. They're good and bad. Sometimes amazing and sometimes awful. When you can accept that about yourself first, it'll be easier to accept it about others and you won't feel so angry anymore. If you find yourself thinking in absolutes like this, ask yourself, what is the gray area here? How can it be both and... Instead of either or, open yourself up to other options and possibilities you may not have seen initially. The second thought pattern that keeps moms stuck is the use of should statements. I'm sure you're familiar with these. They reveal our unrealistic expectations for ourselves and others and sound like I should always put my kids first. I should be able to figure this out myself. I should never yell at my kids. My kids shouldn't suffer. I should exercise today. I shouldn't be frustrated with my kids. I should always be calm. If you find that you're shooting yourself, first, check the accuracy of your thoughts by asking, is this true? For example, is it true that I should always put my kids first? Is it true that I should never yell at my kids? Is it true that my kids shouldn't suffer? You might decide that it's not true at all. You can also substitute the word should with the word could or the phrase I would like. Rather than I should work out today, you can think I could work out today or I would like to work out today. Sometimes should statements deny the reality of a situation as in I shouldn't have reacted that way. I should have known better. He shouldn't have done that and she should show her appreciation. Thinking that something in the past should have been different is arguing with reality, which will always lead to suffering. Should statements create a tremendous amount of guilt, disappointment, and resentment. So start to become aware of how often you're shooting yourself and gently redirect your mind to more useful thoughts. The third thought pattern is called mental filtering. This is the opposite of wearing rose-colored glasses. This is when you look at everything through a negative filter or lens When you dwell on the negative aspects of a person or situation and ignore the positive. A common example is when someone gives you feedback at work or evaluates your job performance. Instead of noticing all of the positive feedback, you zero in on one or two criticisms and give them more weight or significance. It's common for moms to focus on their kids' undesirable behavior or their own undesirable behavior, what they or their kids are doing that's not working instead of paying attention to everything that is working. Because the brain is constantly looking for danger and trying to protect you. So there's nothing wrong with you, but you want to become aware of your tendency to do this and when you're doing it, so you can redirect your brain and shift your focus. You want to examine the evidence and see if you can disprove your thought. So if your thought is, my child is so disrespectful, seek out evidence, even write it out on paper, all the evidence to the contrary, all the evidence that your child is respectful. Remember that what you focus on, you'll get more of. Moving on to the fourth thinking pattern, catastrophizing. Oh, so many moms do this. Catastrophizing is assuming the worst. Your daughter is late coming home, so you automatically assume she's been kidnapped. Your son gets a D in science class, and you make it mean he'll never achieve his dream of becoming a doctor. Your child is struggling socially, so you conclude he'll end up alone forever. Or your child lies to you and you think she's destined for prison. Now, it may sound a little humorous when I talk about it here, but it's anything but funny when it's inside your own brain. People who catastrophize create a lot of unnecessary anxiety and panic for themselves. Once again, the brain thinks it's being protective and preparing you for the worst, but often the worst never actually happens and you just stay in a state of fear. Becoming aware of these thoughts is the first step. Then consider the likelihood that the worst case scenario would happen. And if it did, what would you do? Then if you're going to entertain the worst case scenario in your mind, entertain the best case scenario too, or at least a better case scenario. If your daughter is late coming home, it could just mean that she's stuck in traffic. Your son's D in science could motivate him to work even harder to achieve his dream. Or instead of becoming a doctor, he'll realize a different dream. Catastrophic thinking is most likely to occur when you're already feeling stressed or anxious, which is another great reason to practice regular self-care. The last pattern I'll discuss today is called personalization. This is when you take things personally. Either you blame yourself for things completely outside your control, Such as other people's feelings or behavior, or you mistakenly assume that someone else's behavior is about you. The first example would be when your child behaves in an undesirable way or gets upset, and you make it mean you're a horrible mom and it's all your fault. This causes immense guilt and perpetuates the faulty notion that you're somehow responsible and in control of other people. And the second example would be if you saw some photos of friends online and mistakenly assumed that you were intentionally excluded. If you're the type of person who takes things personally, go back and listen to episode 28, where I cover this in more detail. All right, so the five thought patterns we covered today were polarized thinking, also known as all or nothing or black and white thinking, should statements, mental filtering, catastrophizing, and personalization. Over the next week, I want you to start noticing any of these patterns in your thinking, not your spouse's thinking or your child's thinking. Like I said, it's much easier to spot in someone else, but I want you to focus on the only person you have control over, which is you. So notice when these thoughts come up and don't get down on yourself. Instead, become fascinated and see if you can gently shift your mind to a more realistic or helpful way of thinking. That's it for today, mama. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Sign up now.